Big Finish, we love stories. You're listening to the Big Finish podcast, release date the 5th of December 2021. And this barrage is automated, isn't it? You are a warrior. Yeah, my subordinate said you had the look of a warrior. That's presumptive of them. I just think you look like a grumpy moose. <laughs> I'm Benji Clifford, he's Nick Briggs. True. Sooner than you thought, yes, yes, it's another Big Finish podcast. Oh, uh, we'll be starting off with our good review guide looking at Doctor Who, Time Lord Victorious, Echoes of Extinction. Are you lost, sir? Perpetually. This week, the War Doctor begins again. Mm. Uh, Once again, Jonathan Carley gives brilliant voice to the character originally played by Sir John Hurt. The missing mystery doctor who fought the time war against the dreaded Daleks. We delve behind the scenes with the latest box set, Warbringer, with director Louise Jameson. My name is Louise Jameson and I'm director of The War Doctor. Then we'll be straight in with listeners' emails. Just write to podcast at bigfinish.com to join in. And this week, the highlight is an email (laughs) from Tony Filer. (laughs) son of the fictional character Bill Filer from Doctor Who (laughs) Claws of Axos how exciting following that in our also available segment we go back in time to investigate the countermeasures team to remind you how it all began with the team from Remembrance of the Daleks. Countermeasures started off in my brain. The Randomoids Electrotron will then be bursting back into your lives, giving you a 25% discount on a randomly selected Big Finish release. We must have confirmation of the Time Lord's destruction. And we round things off with a free 15-minute drama tease from The War Doctor, Warbringer, Consequences by Timothy X. Atak. I completely agree. The order comes directly from the High Council. Then let them come here and do it themselves. Who am I? Well, yeah. Do we remember countermeasures? We forget countermeasures. It was my first job, actually. Yeah, yeah, a big yeah. finish, so it's very uh, important to me. Um, I've, I've got a lot of time for that. I mean, I love Remembrance of the Daleks. I think it's a really cool story. Yeah. And so to have that team back, I was very excited when it was announced. And... Um, and was very happy to listen to all of it. Love it. Yeah, I think uh, Remembrance of the Daleks is my favourite uh, Sylvester McCoy story from off of the telly. Oh, that's a that's a controversial point there. I love loads of I love this Sylvester McCoy like, as as like an era. It's just wicked. I just think there's so much there. Uh, it's really up my strasser. Um, but it's a quality Dalek story. And, yeah, uh, I think... a bit, it's a bit different, isn't it? I suppose so. it's the one that um, that my son, when he was little, wanted to watch the most that that and earth shock actually he used to like watching those oh and tomb of the cybermen come to think of it so basically a of a- if they if there were toys out at that time for classic things they'd all be selling you know yeah because they are they think when you think about it shiny daleks you've got lots of nice daleks in that story the imperial yeah. daleks who look brilliant who look like toys you've got earth shock side <laughs> men true. who look like toys and tomb of the cybermen which look like toys as well so there we go Toys are you, uh, Benji. Toys are, toys are me. You know, but it does it. As a kid, I would have loved that. They, but they, they are the things you want to play with those. But um, I think it's a cool story. I, th- I think it's, it's yeah, I think it looks great. I remember being very excited when I saw it was on UK Gold. And I got to see it for the first time. Wow. So I was too too young. I wasn't alive. I wasn't alive when it was on the telly, mate. Oh, gosh. I'm yeah, so old. Yeah. Um, but the, it was such a brilliant idea from David Richardson to take that team 
from Remembrance of the Daleks and turn it into a series. And even though he doesn't mention it in the behind the scenes thing in the also available section later, because uh, he's being too polite, he um, he says that he mentioned it and we couldn't find a scheduled space for it. And then he mentioned it a couple of years later and we said, oh, yes. But what really happened is that I think we sort of suggested it to him two years later. And he said, <laughs> I told you this two years ago. <laughs> when I say we, I mean Jason Haig, Ellery and me. Uh, yeah, so I think um, it was something that David had wanted to do for a long time. I, I remember his big thing. Do you remember this? It was to say that it was audio in black and white. <laughs> yes, I do remember this. Yeah. It did have a lovely 60s feel to it. Yeah. And of course now 70s feel. Yeah, for um, new countermeasures. Yes. You know, and it's it is it is lovely. I I quite like it because it does sort of feel like that sort of traditional uh, storytelling that you would have had on the telly back then, and it is it is lovely, and it's full of great stories like Cold War conspiracies and aliens yeah. and all sorts. It's like an ITC spin-off of Doctor Who, isn't it? You know, it really is. It really is. It's uh, it's very cool. Hmm. Hmm. 2012 that was made in cool. you know Blimey, or released in we might have gosh gosh because I came in on Countermeasures 4 wow the last of the original Countermeasures box set before it it presumably yeah moved on to Countermeasures new Countermeasures crazy stuff anyway Good that's days. that's Happy later time. in the podcast for you folks so I'm now, well, that's later on, as you've just said. At time mm, now, I did just say that for our, our good review guide. <laughs> this, this is happening now, Nick. Finding oh, the latest right. positive comments about Big Finish Productions to help recommend them for you. That's quite a good phrase to put in the podcast, isn't it? This is happening now, Nick. <laughs> this is happening now. It's now, now, it, it, it now? is. It is here now. This week, as promised, it's Time Lord Victorious Echoes of Extinction by Alfie Shaw. From Big Finish Productions. What do you think? A transmat capsule? Looks more like a depressed cupboard. Doctor Who, Time Lord Victorious. Echoes of Extinction. Are you lost, sir? Perpetually. That's usually by design. Edwards. Welcome home, sir. Did you enjoy your massacre? No. They all died too quickly. Find me someone else to kill. Of course, sir. This place should have a security system. Let's see if I can get a look at what we're dealing with. That's odd. I wonder. I'm not sure I like how all the options seem to end in death. That's how life works, sir. You're a coward as a killer, and when you die of death, all alone, no one will care. Thank you for killing them for me. I'd kill everyone for you. If this thing just wiped out your entire species, it needs to be stopped. It needs to be stopped. It needs to be stopped. Ah, oh, hello. Don't move. Oh, brilliant. Barely arrived and someone's already got a gun in the face. What happened here? Impressive, isn't it? Impressive? You find a world littered with skeletons, you think it's impressive, it's obscene? Oriv went silent about a week ago. Well, this is Oriv? The long-dead world? No. Wait, a week ago? What do you mean a week ago? Oriv's been dead for millennia. No. A week? No, definitely millennia. Or a week. Shoot it! <laughs> Captain, it's about this time I start running. I'll die! 
Big Finish. We love stories. Just go to bigfinish.com and type Echoes of Extinction into the search pane at the top to find this beauty. Well, first up, news.doctorwho-online.co.uk. I felt like one of those sort of, you know, ticker tape machines then. (laughs) News.doctorwho-online.co.uk. This is from Robert Elman Slater. Um, Overall, this is an enjoyable story. It's the overalls again. They're back. I know. Overall. Uh, With great performances from the two leads and takes full advantage of a really interesting concept that being future doctors having to clean up the mess or finish jobs of their past selves set in that's their past selves set in motion oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. interesting yes available on vinyl and download um sci-fi bulletin.com paul simpson says a belated coda to a brave experiment across the doctor who media eight out of ten that's right i mean it wasn't really a coda to it at all it just happened to be the last one that came out because it just got delayed and delayed and delayed because of um problems with vinyl the vinyl countdown yeah I, t- I knew you wouldn't be able to resist it <laughs> just wanted to say it it's named my local record shop I can't help it yeah no well cool yeah what can I say there used to be a really good record shop called Time Travel Records oh. and uh, it's long gone now really good record shop but the coolest thing about it was it was one of those ones where if you liked a record and you wanted to listen to it to see yes. how it is you had to go into a TARDIS a TARDIS and, yeah they had a TARDIS a police box in the corner you'd go into the police box and it'd be your booth that you could put your, your headphones on and listen to records it was brilliant marvellous I loved it I absolutely loved it that just reminds me of the um, uh, prisoner episode Hammer into Anvil where in the original prisoner on television you know where he kept going he took all these records and he kept listening to them in the booth in the record shop just listened <laughs> to the first seven seconds to check it and there was nothing different but he was trying to drive number two mad and number two was oh, that I've listened to all of these and there's nothing you know and he was driving him potty but I always think of that listening in a booth in a record shop oh it's great it's a good experience that there's not mm. enough of it people forget the art of of just owning a record oh it's lovely let's see what uh, Ian McArdle says at coldbox.co.uk um, this is a cleverly constructed piece and the titular echoes adding an extra dimension to the story it can be enjoyed without any deep knowledge of the rest of Time Lord Victorious 2. Mm-hmm. It provides an effective coda to the Time Lord Victorious saga. The Tenth Doctor reflects on the ordeals that his former self has coming. The Katora, the Time War, and the misery it will bring him. And that's mm-hmm. five stars, four blue stars, and one white. Well, as we know from Nissa McKinnon uh, last week, that means that's nine stars. No, it's, of course. <laughs> I can't remember how she worked out. I think there was a comet involved as well. <laughs> right. Uh, WarpedFactor.com, uh, Matthew Kressel says, So, was Echoes of Extinction worth the wait? With its intriguing take on the multi, multi-doctor, multi-doctor, melting doctor format. <laughs> Strong performances and showcasing of Big Finish's storytelling abilities for this review, where the answer is a definite yes. Uh, whether you're lucky enough to, in it, it, it comes out in red here, hear it on vinyl or simply on download. Echoes of Extinction is a worthy Big Finish capstone to the Time Lord Victorious saga. Uh, but bizarrely, I've attributed. <laughs> I was say, when does it end? When does all this? It, it carries on. <laughs> we'll be all right once we get to reviews. Music ends. Um, 
Right, so you do the next one then, or yeah. shall I? I've messed up the script here, folks. It's fine, it's fine. Well, the digitalfix.com Baz Greenland says Scott Hancock's taut direction, short script, and the high standard of performances all round make this a worthy addition to the Doctor Who universe. Big Finish does it again. Uh, we are cult.rocks. Bryn Mitchell says, I don't think I've heard an Alfie Shaw penned Big Finish that I haven't liked yet. And for me, this might be the cream of the crop. The combination of a great script, two fan-favourite Doctors, a genuine all-star cast, and the use of limited edition split red-blue vinyl combined to make a properly specially feeling, special-feeling release. I'm going to take this next one in the Twitter, in the land of the Go Twitterlings. Just jump in, jump in. Uh, uh, Alistair Turgu one Echoes of Extinction is a good back-to-back Minnesota adventure packed with existentialism and danger. Great mark here. 10 out of 10. Well, one fuzzy monster says Echoes of Extinction and Time <laughs> Lord Victorious monster. was incredible. Another banger from Big Finish. Who knows what all the other fuzzy monsters said? Yeah, goodness. <laughs> Let's encourage one over with some peanuts. Here we are. Come on. Here. Very good. Oh, excellent. Good. Um, at Ben Brown nine, a oh, load of numbers. At Big Finish, well done on Echoes of Extinction. An excellent end to the Time Lord Victorious Strand. Both stories were excellent. Excellent, excellent. Is excellent now rivaling overall? I don't know. Excellent! <laughs> Uh, Tom Housen, twelve eighteen, must be the year that Tom is stuck in at the moment. Yeah. Echoes of Extinction from <laughs> Big Finish by Alfie Shaw is a creative bookend to the Time Lord Victoria series. The dual narrative between McGann and Tennant is delightful and makes for a very enjoyable release. The final moments are rather touching. Uh, at Agador72, what a great title uh, of name. Handle is what I mean to say. Uh, really enjoyed Echoes of Extinction. With the story being cyclical, it really clicked with me on the second listen. Mm. Uh, it's a unique multi-Doctor story in which the Doctor deals with the consequences of his past actions without directly interacting with his past self. Mm. Cheers, Agador. How's Hepesh? That's what we want to know. That's the real, that's the real story here. Um, that's it for the reviews this week. Next week we'll be talking about the first Doctor Adventures, Volume 5, For the Glory of Earth. That's Earth with a U, you see. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stars David Bradley. What more do you want? Come on. Coming up right now, we go behind the scenes with The War Doctor Begins, Warbringer. My name is Louise Jameson, and I'm director of The War Doctor. And as we know, The War Doctor is having some kind of personality crisis. And we are first introduced to Case and also her inner voice, which is called Auto Case. We don't know what's happened to her or why she's arrived in this situation but the Doctor and Vecklin do. We don't discover quite how until we reach much later in the story. Hello, my name is Jonathan Carley and I am playing the War Doctor. I don't know my own name. I've got no memories. All I know is that I'm a cold-blooded killer. Here's what I think. I think from now on you're going to have to find out who you are from scratch. 
and it can take a very long time. Trust me. I should know. First of all, there's just the fact that I'm working with Big Finish, who I've admired for uh, a good few years now. So uh, to be able to contribute in any way in itself is rewarding, and to be embraced in that way is rewarding. But the fact that I've been cast as the war doctor and stepping into the shoes of the late Sir John Hurt, that weight never leaves me. It's always there. So I'm perfectly aware of that. And to be able to play the character and get that feedback that it's going well, it's going in the direction that we want it to, because it's, it's in some ways a slightly different interpretation because it's much earlier in his life. But to build upon that legacy and almost tell an origin story is incredible. So we're working towards that, you know, the character that we're more, that version of the character that we're more familiar with. So it's a huge ask and being encouraged to have that slightly different slant on it, that slightly different energy, bring that slightly different energy to it as well, is hugely important. And it's just given me the confidence to not just approach it at all, but approach it in my own way. So there's no right or wrong way as such of doing it. It's an immense privilege, and I can just hope uh, that I'm doing it justice, but everything, all the feedback I've received has, uh, has suggested that we're succeeding in doing that. So about a year ago, I think, almost, I met Jonathan for the first time as a potential war doctor, knowing that John Hurt's shoes are incredibly big ones to step into, and it needed to be done with respect and tenderness and acknowledgement of the great talent that he was going to have to replace. And I met this rather nervous young man who indeed sounded incredibly like John, but who wasn't quite connecting with the emotion of the story. But he was like blotting paper. We worked together for an afternoon up in the heart of London. This is when you were allowed to sit in the same room with someone. And he almost immediately got exactly what I was after. And at one point was actually, uh, I'm sure he won't mind me saying, was was moved to tears. And he found the afternoon quite a profound one and sent me the kindest email afterwards saying even if nothing happens and he doesn't get the job he will come away having having learned something on how to approach a text and indeed he has done and I think the, the working with him now this is the fifth day of recording that I've worked with him overall and each day I see an improvement and I see his confidence growing and he sounds more and more mature as an actor as I work with him. Uh, he's been a joy. I'm Ajaz Awad and I'm playing Case. She's quite a complicated character because she doesn't know who she is. So there's no there's no references to any background things that have happened to her. Every time she kind of comes back into the story, she's completely wiped. So I think it's it's quite difficult to have someone who's being reborn, but they're still retaining certain parts of their character. So um, yeah, in terms of my approach I just thought oh yeah just imagining what it would be like to to not remember who you are and how terrifying that would be and I think for most of the stories she is in a state of of fear and adrenaline so 
yeah, I think that's what I was bringing to most of it. What a glorious find she is. It was a hard call. I asked her at the beginning, did she want to read both characters as we went through the scene or would she like to do it once as case and once as auto case, which I think is what most actors would have plumped for. But because she knows we have time constrictions, she went, oh, I'll try it. I'll try it to go, to do it in one. And she did it without falter. Again, a beautiful contrast of that young, brash, kind of South London, go-get-it girl, combined with that very calm, incredibly automated, clinical voice that's inside her head. And she was able to plunge back into the emotion of her physical embodiment very easily. She didn't have to work herself up to it or anything. It's a sign of a terrific actor, I think, when you can touch base without blinking like that. Doing those scenes where you're playing both at the same time, it's really, it's such a challenge for your, just for your brain to kind of go into a really controlled state and then into a very uncontrolled state because she's, those, yeah, those two sides of her are very contradictory in those scenes. Yeah, I think it was a challenge, but it was definitely fun and it's uh, good for the brain. Just go to bigfinish.com and type in Warbringer to find this beauty. That's right. <laughs> now then, Nick, I'm rubbing my hands with anticipation. Oh, yes. Well, you might, Mr. Clifford, because it's time for listeners' emails. And you don't have to be a genius to send an email. In fact, you don't have to be anything at all. You could just, you could, what? you know, I think it doesn't matter. Just, no, just send just it. Be, just send it. Just There's be no, gas. You could be, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> if, if you're a gas and you're listening to this, please send us an email. Send it to podcast at bigfinish.com and you never know, we might breathe you in. Even know what that means. Um, first up, um, Javier Downey says, uh, "Listeners' emails is the subject of this one." Oh, uh, good. Hi, good. Nick and Benji. Uh, I've been impressed with the variety of guest actors that are cast in the audios produced by this company. Who is in charge of the casting of the guest actors for your audios, Javier Downey? Oh, well, there we are. Um, it is a variety of people. Um, you know, sometimes, for example, when we were doing the Eighth Doctor and Lucy Miller, we had Barnaby Edwards basically as the casting director, director for those. And uh, what's a director? No idea. I don't know. Write it down. You could use that. Demecta. Yes. We are the Demectors of Demectos. Demectos. Um, <laughs> and we sell Demestos. Hey! Kills all known aliens. Dead. Um, that used to be the catchphrase for... Domestos kills all known yeah. germs dead. dead. He still says that on the bottle. Does it really? Because uh, I was thinking to myself, ah, what about the unknown ones? Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the get out clause, isn't it? It is. Uh, we don't know. I was killed by an unknown germ because Domestos didn't know about it. Not my problem, mate. <laughs> Not my problem. Dead. Um, anyway, sorry. Uh, so, yeah, Barnaby Edwards did that. And I think Barnaby really taught us the importance of casting. I mean, it seems obvious, doesn't it? But uh, he really uh, pushed the boat out in in his bravery uh, and uh, and created a new policy on it. Uh, and that was brilliant. And we've all really mimicked that, thanks to, to Barnaby. Um, and uh, so usually it's a combination of the director and the producer of the range 
who do the casting. We don't have a specific casting director. Um, and it, uh, so for example, when I'm directing something, quite often David Richardson, if he's producing, will be extremely helpful with the casting because I'm so busy on different things. Uh, and he will suggest a bunch of actors to me that I can pick from. Um, but yeah, uh, and, and what, what happens is that all we directors and producers, we all talk to each other about casting. Like we'll say, oh, I'm trying to cast someone who's X, Y, Z, different description of a character. And, and you know, uh, Barnaby Edwards and Ken Bentley and Helen Goldwyn or Lisa Bauman, for example, will go, oh, I know who you should get for that. So-and-so, he, she's brilliant, that kind of thing is... What, what goes on we ask each other questions I ask Barnaby and Ken a lot because they direct a lot and they ha always have fantastic uh, recommendations it's a good answer thank you uh, next up here it is yes uh, the Tony Filer email this is oh. entitled Dunick and Benji no I won't do the voice happy <laughs> who day because well, he sent this on the 23rd of November but um, because I was recording a lot in London uh, Benji and I recorded a lot of our podcasts in advance didn't we yeah so none we, of you even knew yeah so it was all a secret and then of course I got COVID-19 so it's it's been quite a, a a time uh, catching up with these happy who day yeah Tony Flyer here he said because of course I thought for a moment maybe it is flyer and we're getting it wrong all this time but it's been mistyped as flyer several times on our reviews I know I sound like the comic strip pal of both Biggles and Dan Dare doing as uh, you invited me to do and writing to Big Finish the Big Finish podcast uh, Tony I'll do my best to read it out well and so far I've made about five mistakes uh, never let it be said that I let the Dalek Emperor's life go incomplete little winky emoji there uh, that'd be fun of course if it turned out that the surname really was flyer and all the claws of axos jokes were based on a much repeated typo but no of course in real life it's filer bill and i go well we go way back i like to think that the filers with an i are the aluminum branch of the family while i'm from the aluminium branch now then to business wasn't actually in Asda, but Benji's notion was otherwise pretty accurate. Suddenly, my phone went absolute bong, absolutely bonkers <laughs> with the notifications all saying, Oi, mate, right to the podcast. For the briefest of moments, it was like trending on Twitter. <laughs> so here we are, the Nick and Benji and Tony show. <laughs> Let's deal with one thing. The Claws of Axos is stone cold brilliant. And apart from anything else, it's a story more people need to watch in our modern world. It's anti-bigotry. England for the English, good heavens, man. Yeah, that's right. The doctor says that, doesn't need to chin. Good moment. And above all, it's a parable of greed and self-interest in politics and how if a deal looks too good to be true, it probably is. So... Now there are four of us who love it. Something, something, we will grow stronger when the time is right. In fact, <laughs> thinking about it, surely the time is already right for a contemporary Axos sequel. I know you've already done the superb Feast of Axos, but Axos is ripe for real-world satire. Where a lost, broken, ahem, entirely fictional British Prime Minister, having divorced his nation from the rest of the world in some ahem, entirely fictional political power grab, finds himself drunk on his own mythos and ruined by the facts of the larger world. 
and clutches at the straws of the best trade deal ever. An interstellar trade deal with the power that is Axos. Prepared to sell out the people and resources of every other country to the alien parasite so long as his own nation and he personally can benefit. The politician reckons without Kate Stewart's unit in full revolt. And, but naturally, the US unit liaison, Ben Filer, son of Bill. Imagine Stuart and Filer, the next generation, each having risen to their parents' position. Imagine the UK and US branches of UNIT working together, at first awkwardly and then smoothly, to defeat shiny alien greed vampires and the destructive power of a political leader willing to sacrifice everything rather than admit he was wrong. UNIT, the sunlit uplands. Email me. Uh, I'm hearing either Cliff Chapman or Glenn McCready as the new filer in town. But hey, if you want a genuine American, check out a voice actor by the name of Alex Bogosi, who I'd also highly recommend for this entirely non-existent story. (laughs) Alex Bogosi. Uh, naturally, given his American tones, when I wrote Doctor Who fan audios with a pal, we cast him as Hitler because range. <laughs> so becoming a filer surely has to be a step in the right direction. Yep, taking the opportunity of this email to pitch a pal for voice work. Nope, no shame whatsoever. Still think having me write into the podcast was a good plan? Yeah, possibly <laughs> not, actually, Tony. Ah, speaking of perfect voices, just heard the death of Bernard Holly, a sad loss, mm. and a large part of what makes Axos work on screen. Oh, it was lovely to have him in. Any stories to share of working with him on Feast of Axos? Well, he was just lovely and charming and such a gentleman. All those things that people say about older actors. Um, he, he was just lovely. Everybody says that he's just such a professional guy as well. He, and he was, and it was brilliant really to have him to back in to do the Axos voice. You know, at the moment he stepped up to the mic and said, "Axos calling Earth." It, it was just, <laughs> it was just great, and so sad that he's gone. Bless him. Part of me wants to make your dreams come properly true and go on a colossal anti-big finish rant now, just for fun. But I can't do that. Cue sentimental background music. You've probably realised this by now, but Big Finish has changed my life and the lives of fans everywhere. Not as much as it's changed your own, granted, but still. Big Finish to me is the perfect example of the spirit of fandom meeting the spirit of professionalism. Whether it's spinning off the adventures of characters every fan knows had potential, like Jago and Lightfoot and the Paternoster Gang or the Paternoster Gang, however we're saying it this week, or creating brand new characters and adventures like Evelyn Smythe, Lucy Bleeding Miller, Constance Clark, and the fabulous Chenka sisters. Big Finish, free to serve hardcore fans rather than the general TV audience, is where the excited 10 year old meets the professional spinners of dreams. You've given us so much, working with exceptional writers, directors and actors. You've given us a character arc for the sixth and eighth Doctors denied to us on screen. You've given us better Blake 7 than TV budgets allowed for. You've given us extended lives for the War Doctor, the War Master, Missy and the Monk. You've given us both Bernice Summerfield and Lisa Bauman, the Lone Centurion and the Doctor's Daughter. You've given us more Torchwood than can shake a pointy alien stick at before it explodes. You gave us Tom Baker back to us. You've added to the sum total of Donna Noble stories in the world, knighthoods all round, frankly, and you've taken us beyond the single TV series with Christopher Eccleston. And you've done it all while giving opportunities to writers, directors and actors, both before, during and after a global pandemic. 
best of best spirit of fandom best spirit of professionalism best spirit of doctor who making the world better one story at a time keep doing what you do you magnificent bleep beggars and make all the bill filer jokes you like at least oh, there are four of us who know what <laughs> that filers with an with an eye are called <laughs> Cheers. I hadn't even I even even noticed that it was spelt differently. Isn't that terrible? <laughs> Cheers. Adopts American accent. Tony Filer, son of fiction. P.S. I guess everybody probably does this. Suggestion for a future Big Finish range. How about a riff on the Raffles stories by E.W. Horning? Um, it's contemporary with Sherlock Holmes, written by Conan Doyle's brother-in-law. Uh, tales of an aristocratic master criminal in Victorian England. Granted, people being repeatedly robbed by a posh public schoolboy may be a touch near the knuckle just now, <laughs> but scope for the future, maybe. <laughs> Winky smart. There we are. Epic. Epic. Thank you. Thank you, Tony. Uh, Bill. To uh, uh. <laughs> what a delight. What a delight. It's an email and a half, and thank you so much for writing in. Thank you to everybody as well who who managed to find the good the good chap and direct him to us. Indeed. Well, we've got one more email here uh, from James England. Um, I wonder if he's related to Kirk England, who's a presenter on BBC Southwest. <laughs> that's a that's a very uh, t tenuous link there. <laughs> Maybe he's just related to England, the country, um, <laughs> or members of all of the England football team. Yes, that's more likely, um, isn't that's it? That's more likely, yeah, yes, isn't yes, it? Yes. yes. Uh, hello there, Nick and Benji. I hope you two are staying safe during this pandemic. <laughs> uh, my question to you is, could you do an audio box set of what if the Ninth Doctor and Sarah Jane had adventures together before he regenerated into the Tenth Doctor? I think this would be a lovely tribute to the late Elizabeth Sladen, who played Sarah Jane Smith. Kind regards, James England from West Sussex. But I think it sounds better if I say James England from Wessex. <laughs> Quite. Much better. Not the same place at all, of course. No, no, not at all. But it sounds better. I, I sort of live in Wessex, don't I? Because Dorset is, is what uh, Thomas Hardy um, based his fictional county of Wessex on in his brother brothers. of Laurel and Hardy <laughs> yeah, definitely yeah um, uh, so that's an interesting suggestion James we've got no plans to do that but that would be I don't know how we'd fit that into the timeline but thank you that's what this uh, podcast uh, email section is all about uh, strange ideas that challenge me and I've had plenty of those today that's it for the emails this week uh, more next time Still to come on the podcast, the Randomoid Selectatron, giving you a 25% discount on a randomly selected Big Finish release. Also, there'll be a 15-minute drama tease of our latest War Doctor Begins release out this week, Warbringer. But first, it's time for Also Available. This week, we go back to 2012 and the first ever release of Countermeasures, where the intrepid team from Remembrance of the Daleks tackle the bizarre, the alien, and the 1960s. Hello, I'm David Richardson. I'm the producer of Countermeasures. I'm John Dorney. I'm the script editor of Countermeasures. I put forward the recommendation for a special counterinsurgency group. I didn't expect it would turn me into a glorified security guard. All we seem to be doing is riding shotgun on nuclear convoys or manning watchtowers at chemical weapons dumps. 
countermeasures started off in my brain um, probably about a couple of years ago. We'd been working on Jago and Lightfoot and it had come together very nicely and I just thought, oh, you know what else would work very well as a sort of spin-off show with characters who had lives of their own? Um, that gang from Remembrance of the Daleks. So I took the idea to uh, Jason and Nick and they, they, they kind of felt there wasn't really a place for it in the schedule at that time. Maybe this whole project was a bad idea. On the contrary, it was an extraordinarily good idea. And then, um, this year, I raised the idea again, and um, they said, oh yes, let's do it. Don't start backing out now, not when I finally scrounge something resembling a budget. And I thought, well, who'd be good to work with on this? Um, when John they all said no. Dor when they all said no, I had to go to John Dorney. Yeah, so I, yeah, I got the email about it saying the untitled project, as it was then, um, about uh, about the characters from Remembers. And it was immediately quite an interesting idea, especially because they were very distinct characters, very good actors, and uh, it seemed like it had a really distinct identity of its own as a, as a, as a possibility, a, an area to explore. This last week was the first week of the rest of our lives. Who knows what next week may bring. Hello, my name's Ken Bentley, and I directed Countermeasures... I think this deserves a toast. It's quite an honour, to be honest with you, to be asked to do something that's uh, new. You, you know my, my WHO credentials are, are, are fairly thin on the ground, to say the least. So um, I, I, don't, I don't think too much about the sort of origins of this. I don't think too much about how the characters started. I'm focused on the fact that this is a new series and it's, um, for all intents and purposes, a new bunch of people because they, they appeared, but they didn't appear for very long. So we've got a certain amount of scope as to what we do with them and how we develop them. So uh, to, be, to be honest, that's the main appeal, to get your hands on something completely new. To countermeasures. Countermeasures. And may God bless all who save in her. I mean, I think one of the, sort of the key aspects to it was um, sort of inspired by the sort of the throwaway reference to Bernard in and British Rocket Group in Remembrance, which is obviously Bernard Quatermass. That's sort of fed into various things of, of, of that whole sort of uh, scientific, very scientific science fiction mm. of um, that Nigel Neal wrote. I mean, uh, perhaps less. I mean, Quatermass was 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 was, was in, in my head, but possibly more the Stone Tape. Uh, the sort of iconic, iconic 70s um, one-off play with Michael Bryant and Jane Asher and all those sort of people um, as a sort of marker of the tone and the style because it needed to be something that was different from Doctor Who it needed to be different from Unit and from Torchwood Well yeah, I mean that was the big thing that concerned me at first I, I think that was the reason actually it didn't get off the ground immediately is because we would, we'd done Unit as a spin-off which mm -hmm. was a sort of military group investigating aliens etc what kind of firepower do we have a couple of short arm bazookas intelligent plastic and some of the really nasty stuff use the short bazookas and do as little damage as you can we'll give it a go i think when we came to do it again we sort of worked against that didn't mm -hmm. we so that's why rachel became the leader on countermeasures yeah it was led by the science rather than by the military aspect so what I'm sorry. Although the military would still play a big part, it was just finding a different spin on it. You said yourself, Group Captain, we need someone who understands these things. Excuse me? I'll defer to you in all security matters. Of course I will. For what it's worth, we've worked together pretty well on this. Another thing we wanted to distinguish it with was um, the 60s setting. Yes. Um, 60s, black and white, everything should feel monochrome, so that, in a way, it would be like a soundtrack from a 1960s TV show mm -hmm. and we just followed, tried to follow that through in everything in terms of the pacing, finding very good 
um, classical actors. Alison, keep your gun on him at all times. Do you understand? Yes. Good girl. Good <laughs> girl. Good girl. It's the sixties, darling. <laughs> and, and very sort of, in, in the nice way, wordy scripts. They're quite yeah. sort of dense and text yeah. heavy, yeah. Uh, which was something I was quite keen on going with. I mean, I like that sort of stuff anyway. I'm, I'm from a playwriting background. And um, it, it, it was nice to get that sort of slightly long, detailed, character-heavy stuff that you sort of get in a lot of that sort of 60s filmed as live television drama. In the 50s, actually done live television drama where it's really quite detailed and terse. Yeah. Yeah, it's quite serious tone thing. Even though it's, you know, jokey, but it's got a kind of overall um, no-nonsense kind of approach, I think. What the blazes? Is that a doll? Don't worry about what it is, just shoot it! With The Who's, I suppose we're dealing with characters that have been kicking around a long time. So it's character-based drama, but it's characters we know. So there's a hell of a lot of shorthand that goes on um, in, in that respect. With this, we're, we're developing new characters. And so, yes, it's got to be very strong character-based drama where we let, that, we let those characters grow and develop and, and we explore those characters so um yeah sedately paced it probably is i don't I, I mean mainly i'm thinking of it in terms of normally we deal in quite high concept action which is how you're describing these characters initially it's still action but I, what i'll be looking for a little bit more is is i suppose a subtle action it's about atmosphere just go to bigfinish.com and type countermeasures, two separate words, into the search pane at the top to get straight into this beautiful series of vintage-style sci-fi adventure. Soon it'll be time to give you a 15-minute drama tease of The War Doctor Begins, Warbringer. But first, it's... The Random Point Selectatron, where we give you a 25% discount on a randomly selected Big Finish release. God, I managed to say it without stumbling or laughing. Superb, 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 superb. What have we got? Well, well, would you believe? And I'm—I I promise you, I'm—I'm I'm not, not fixed it. I'm not—I've not fixed it. No, it's come up with uh, Doctor Who: The War Doctor: Casualties of War. Oh! I've, I promise you, this is a completely random operation. Uh, everything that you see here is as it is. So this is the original um, John Hurt. Certainly release. is. It yes. was the fourth one. It was the final uh, box set we did with John release. John release. John release. <laughs> it was the final box set we did with John Hurt, uh, uh, released in February 2017. Wow. John release. He was out now. Um, yeah, it's a fantastic story there. John Hurt, Jacqueline Pierce, Louise Jameson, yourself. Uh, so many wonderful people in this Jane Slavin, Beth Chalmers, Mark Elstom oh it just goes on um, and I wrote the final episode as well, the Enigma Dimension the Enigma Dimension, not forgetting as well um, Pretty Lies by Guy Adams uh, uh, and um, the, Lady Obsid uh, the Lady of Obsidian by Andrew Smith that's right, which features uh, Leela um, should we have a listen to the trailer The War Doctor you are this doctor why should I trust you when you have caused me so many deaths? We must have confirmation of the Time Lord's destruction. You're not a violent man. If you think that, then you don't know me at all. Just be quiet and I'll do my best to forget about you. We have your ship and we will kill you all if you do not let us pass! We surrender! They've won! The Daleks have won! Exterminate the Doctor! Yeah. 
The Daleks have defeated us. A greater evil even than the Daleks. My people and I are needed to stop it. We can't risk losing the TARDIS. It came out of the walls. Out of the walls? The indefatigable spirit of the Doctor. Velvet skies. Cascading light. Patterns in our thoughts. Laughter, sadness, tears, joy, all echo in darkness. Let your imminent destruction prove a deterrent to others! This will be the planet of the Daleks. 10-0-11-0-0 by 0-2. The location of Gallifrey. How did you manage to activate your TARDIS? I'm a warrior. Just like the rest of the Time Lords. Big finish. We love stories. I remember particularly Certainly pretty cool, isn't enjoying it? Enjoying doing the trailer. Yes. It was, uh, I remember, a very exciting last day of recording there, um, where I had to fit in an interview with John Hurt at lunchtime for Doctor Who magazine as well. <laughs> it was a packed schedule. Anyway, Benji... Uh, well, I emailed Jackie at Big Finish so that she knows which item to put the offer live on, which is, of course, Casualties of War. Uh, will you explain how to get the 25% discount? It's quite complicated, but worth the effort, I find. Oh, definitely, 100%. Um, and, and also remember this one, that um, if you purchase this on CD, this is the last one of the CDs, so once it's gone, it's gone. So it's always a good opportunity <gasps> oh. to get in there if you've been pondering the idea, um, because, yeah, it could vanish. But yes, if you want to get your hands on this one, it's really, it isn't as complicated as you think. Just go to bigfinish.com and head over to the podcast section on the menu. Once you're there, uh, it'll have the latest podcast and it'll say, read more. Once you're reading more, in the blurb uh, underneath the podcast, it should say, just click here and enter the code BUCK UP. Uh, so, of course, what you have to do is that. And it doesn't say that this week, so... Because no, <laughs> we didn't do actually. one, because we didn't do one last time on, right. on the Wednesdays one. That's why it doesn't say it. But normally in the blurb, it would say, and it just will. click here it will and enter the code Buck up, and it's buck up. B u c k u p, all capital letters, no spaces, no punctuation, complications, um, indignations, none of that. Just enter buck up, and you'll get twenty five percent off. It's a cracking way to just save a few pounds, uh, or dollars, or yen, or quite frankly, uh, whatever currency you use, euros. Save a few of those and build up your collection. What more do you want? There you go. You happy with that one, Nick? Well, beautiful. It's fantastically random, but in a very precise way. I mean, you know, here we are with the doctor, the War Doctor begins, and we randomly come up with an original War Doctor. It's remarkable. That's the beauty of the Randomoid Selectatron, you see. Is, uh, you, and you can visit it as well. It's If you type in Randomoid Selectatron into Google, it will come up with the actual Randomoid Selectatron that we use. Yeah. Um, for example, I've just clicked it. And it's come up with the dark shadows. I'll click it again. And what's it going to come up with? Uh, the architects of history. So you see, that's how we, that's that's the random nature of it, is that things pop up all the time. Thank you for that. Im no discounts on those, though. No. Just the war doctor. No, no, no. no, no come on. No. Come on. <laughs> Be fair. <laughs> uh, <laughs> next week's podcast is entitled Martha Mare and features the year of Martha Jones, along with the latest Torchwood release, the Grey Mare. 
just time now to thank you all for listening. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe. And we'll be back next week. Bye for noo. Noo. Goodbye. Uh, time now for The War Doctor Begins, Warbringer. Consequences by Timothy X. Atak. Where is this? This planet is unidentified. And you are in a graveyard. I can see it's a graveyard. There's nothing but graveyard. Oh, oh, what the hell has happened to my arm? It's made of aluminium with a fusion-powered tensile core. You also have a compound alloy spine. Oh, seriously, seriously. You've got to be joking. No, 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 don't be stupid. No, no, no wait, wait, where's my... What's in my eye? Oh, where's my other eye? That's a data reader with direct brain access. Who took my eye? That was heavy artillery. Who, who's trying to explode me? Warning. What? One Dalek. Approaching at 24 degrees north from within the nearby wreckage. Dalek is damaged but capable of causing fatal injury. What is a Dalek? Bomb. Stop! What did I ever do to you? This Dalek will have full firepower within three seconds. Abomination! Destroy! Wait! Exterminate! No, please! What? Time Lord approaching. Planet of origin, Gallifrey. To kill, use a high-energy weapon. Retreat to safe distance. Wait for subsequent possibility of regeneration. If regeneration is in progress, administer a second extremely high energy blast. Look at that. The last charge on the only Staser cannon for light years. And I use it on a half-dead dog. Thank you. I was protecting myself. Now let's see if there's anything useful in here. The wreckage is of an escape capsule. It is no longer viable. What's that voice from? I don't hear any voice apart from yours. Constantly. Who are you? I'm Becklin. It really did completely wipe your memory. How badly were you damaged? I don't know. Remember the bit where I don't have a memory? Oh, you're funny. Funny but doomed. A man is coming to kill you. It won't be long. The Time Lord is telling the truth. What? Why kill me? Because that's his job. Who? A man called the Doctor.
13, and... One, two, three, four, five, six, and... who stole my screwdriver. I'm their commanding officer. You're a teenager. And your helmet has a hole in it. Anyone told you that? Uh, what are you looking for? Oh, bits and pieces. From a time fracture I was in the middle of before being rudely interrupted. I'm looking for a blinky thing covered in mirrors. Tell me if you spot one. My lieutenant says you fell into the garden of death. Your lieutenant? Oh, into the graveyard, yes. Look, if I can help you with anything, do let me know. I'll happily ignore you. In the meantime, shiny pyramid, red lights, blinking. I'm responsible for the Garden of Death and its immediate perimeter. You? That graveyard is the size of a town. Yes, and we protect it. Without weapons? Once Eris, Kalki, Sharla and Freya are killed, we'll inherit their weapons. So you're barely an adult and being primed for combat. It's just as I feared. What is your people's name for this world? <laughs> don't know what that means, mate. Worlds don't have names. We're in the war. I see. That battle over there, way beyond the Golden Meadow. <sighs> the glorious battle. The drones in the sky are 24th, maybe 25th century Chinese. The vehicles serving the front line, they're 1940s American. 87, 88 and... <laughs> And this barrage is automated, isn't it? You are a warrior. Yeah, my subordinate said you had the look of a warrior. That's presumptive of them. I just think you look like a grumpy moose. Ah, there it is. Excellent. Here we are. 16, 17, 18. It don't look like much. Will it annihilate the enemy? At the moment, it won't do anything. And I need my screwdriver, which your friends have... Wait a minute. Moose! Yep. Quick. Over here. Um, it's kind of a puzzle. The enemy sets us puzzles. If we solve them, we get to live. That's obscene. Hey, don't like it, mate. You can always leave. One way or the other. What's your name? The answer. What's yours, Moose Face? Nine, ten, eleven. The answer. I have to get this pyramid back to the graveyard. Can you tell me the solution to this puzzle? So I'm more likely to make it back in one piece. Twelve, thirteen, fourteen. Will you? I <laughs> don't think so, no. Uh, operational reasons, you know. Bye. Hang on a minute. Wait. Because if you're the war bringer, you'll figure it out. Well, first of all, I never said I was the bringer of anything. Secondly, what is this war bringer? You're not the Warbringer. I shall meet you at the gateway when I too am dead. May war complete you. Oh, come on, come on. Right, good. Gallifrey channel zero audio link. Authorization beta beta gamma. I repeat, Gallifrey. Yes, I can hear you, Becklin. Ah, Commodore Tamasan, good. We're alive. We've made Planetfall. Me, the Doctor, and one of the. Converts. Where are you? I'm in the bath. You're in the. I trusted you'd all be dead by tomorrow. I thought I had a moment's respite. No such luck. The doctor used the time drive to create a sonnetin fracture. A sonnetin fracture? 
Does he realise what that... It's thrown us back 24 hours. I woke up some distance from the downed capsule, but after much effort, I've hacked its communication node and I'm filing my report to you. In your bath. Mum. I'm out of the bath. Describe the planet. As suspected. Population engaged in constant, all-consuming war. There are at least two separate battles to our north and west. Seismic readings suggest every part of this world is blowing up in some profound and technologically advanced way. And this in a system we have charted as completely unintelligent. Oh, don't get me wrong, it's definitely a stupid planet. It's just a stupid planet with guns. The technology resembles that of Sol 3, but randomly appropriated. Culture and dialect varies wildly. War has completely fragmented the species' identity. Also, the food is awful. I've just eaten some kind of fruit and it tastes of cordite. Where is the doctor now? I don't know. Please repeat. I think there might have been a fault on your transmitter. I do not know where he is. Uh, but Commodore, I have to report. The countryside is full of refugees. Long columns of the displaced, moving from one burnt-out community to another. Oh, that's not good. Yes. And if the doctor's seen them, you think... I think there's a very good chance he'll try to help them. Becklin, you have to stop him. At any cost. Any cost! That's an order! The doctor must not save this world! <sighs> stop following me! That's cheating! It's a strategy. Have you ever heard of Good King Wenceslas? I don't know. Whose side was he on? Look, uh, you like games. Here's a game. What if I ask you three questions, and if you don't know the answer to at least one, you give me back my screwdriver? Sounds devious. All right. <laughs> right. Question number one. What was here before the war? <laughs> well, well, it's not really fair if you're going to ask questions that don't make sense. You might as well ask, uh, what's the size of death? Or what do plants mean? I didn't say it would be easy. You can think as long as you like about this next one. Why are you fighting? Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I reckon you're probably asking these questions for some other reason. You'd be right. But I'm still winning the game, aren't I? <laughs> what's your third question? With all these weapons, these instruments of destruction, how is it that you haven't wiped each other out? Oh, that's easy. We agree. Say again. We agree. There's rules. <laughs> What's the point in killing everybody? Then there'd be no one left to fight. <laughs> you lose. See ya. Two seconds. Two. Oh, two! Oh! <sighs> Look at my hand, man. Look at this mess. I'm a freak, this is killing me. That's an incorrect assessment. You are 75% viable. Seriously, shut it! You are no joke! What's that? Stand by for a risk assessment. Stand by? I can't even stand up, I'm broken, I'm totally- Time risk. Prepare for adrenaline reduction. Hey, I didn't- <gasps> Something's coming. There's one more matter, and that's the convert. Is she functioning? Damage. Severe memory loss. Time will tell. No, Becklin. Time will not. She's dangerous and must be destroyed. Understood. I have to go. Complete destruction at the first opportunity. I agree. Out.
I'm not scared of you. Keep coming wherever you are. Good to see you're up and about. Time Lord. See previous instructions for efficient obliteration. <laughs> What's so funny? I thought you were a monster. You're just a fella. I'm glad someone thinks so. All that stuff you were carrying. He needs to be more careful with all that stuff he was carrying. It's our ticket off this hellhole. Ah, yes. I wanted to talk to you about that. No. The answer is no. We're leaving as soon as we can. Did you find the continuum aligner? Catch! Huh? Don't throw it! You could blow us up! It's completely drained, so I doubt it. Mind you, a few hours of solar power and you should be able to drive off into the sunset. Me drive off? Yes. Not you? I won't let these people die. They're already dying. You can't go swanning off saving a doomed planet. That's not the mission. How much of this world have you even looked at, Vecklin? Quite enough. No, but really looked at. You and I both know what's happened here. The mismatches and contradictions. This is a borrowed world. It doesn't matter if it's borrowed, bartered, or privately leased like any other planet. You have a job to do, and I have the job of making sure you do that job. So first and foremost, there's her. Her? Excuse me? What weapons did you salvage? Oh, it must have slipped my mind. I'm so sorry. Oh, wait! Hey, fellow! Uh, what's your name? I don't really have one. Indistinct veracity. His name is the Doctor. Indistinct veracity. And under the circumstances, he ought to be destroying you right now. Nonsense! If she lives, we die. Oh, right, stop, both of you. Listen, like... After everything we've been through... This is nuts! No one's killing me! I completely agree! The order comes directly from the High Council. Then let them come here and do it themselves! Who am I?! Is there a voice in your head? Yes. And does it not tell you who you are? No. Just won't ever shut up. Well, that sounds very human to me. Look at her. Look at what the stress is doing. Her limbs are sparking. Her weapon systems are pulling power from every spare electrolyte in the soil. You think this planet is terrible? She's the most terrible thing on it. The Time Lord speaks the truth. Please. Vecklin's right. We can't tell you anymore. Why not? Because it would finish you. Take care. Incoming. Soldiers! Robots and humans! Go! Back to the capsule! Where are you? They can't take the Artron generator! You found the generator and didn't tell me! Becklin! Don't let her get scared or angry! Over here! Hello? Robot squadron or whatever you are? I've got an Artron generator! Come and get it! Do not attempt to escape. We shall be forced to open fire upon you if you continue to evade us. Please stand still in order to be captured. I wonder if they'll think to look in here! Normally I love a good mausoleum. No one ever thinks to look inside. Peaceful. Undisturbed, etc. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, oh. Ah, you found me. And all this intriguing technology, too.